BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Welcome. It is Verdict with Senator Ted Cruz. Ben Ferguson with you as well. And we have got a loaded show for you. The NAACP doesn't want you to go to Florida, specifically if you are African-American, saying it's unsafe on the same exact week that Ron DeSantis is announcing he's going to run for president. Yeah, there's no coincidence there at all. Also, mothers standing up and saying no to Target coming after children. And now it looks like we're winning, just like there was big victories with Bud Light. And finally, AM radio, yes, it may be sticking around for a little while longer in your vehicles. We're going to give you an update on that. But first, Senator, let's get back to this big story, and that is the NAACP came out with, I think, which was one of the most disgusting um, warnings about Florida, clearly political, and saying they have a travel advisory to Florida. The exact same week that Ron DeSantis is announcing he's running for president, what's funny about this is there are actually several NAACP top executives that live in Florida uh, I, I'm curious, are they going to sell their houses right away? Well, it was obviously partisan. It was obviously political. And it's sad what, to see what's happened to the NAACP. You know, I have to say this topic sparked something of a Twitter war. And I think it's worth it for listeners of the pod to walk through the Twitter war. So when the NAACP issued its, quote, travel advisory for the state of Florida over the weekend, saying that Republican Governor Ron DeSantis' policies constitute an all-out attack on black Americans and other minorities, I responded and said, quote, this is bizarre and utterly dishonest. In the 1950s and 60s, the NAACP did extraordinary good helping lead the civil rights movement. Today, Dr. King would be ashamed of how profoundly they've lost their way. Now, that comment triggered a whole bunch of leftists, including one very lefty professor at my alma mater, a guy named Kevin Cruz, K-R-U-S-E, who says, quote, In 1965, Dr. King called for a national boycott of the state of Alabama, saying that Democratic Governor George Wallace's policies constitute, constituted a, quote, reign of terror against black Americans. Well, from there, Norm Ornstein, who's the big lefty Democrat uh, commentator, said, quote, guess who would have been first in line to filibuster against the Voting Rights Act and the Civil Rights Act? Yes, Ted Cruz. Ooh, they got me now. So I responded to Norm Ornstein and I said, quote, nonsense. That shameful filibuster was led by Democrats, your party. My party, the Republicans, 
proudly voted for the Civil Rights Act in much higher percentages than the racist Dems. Now, here's where it gets interesting. This great scholar of American history, this learned analyst on all things concerning race, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, sends the following tweet. Why don't you go ahead and tell people what happened to the parties after that, Ted? Well, I'm never one to turn down a kind invitation from someone trying to be helpful to the discussion. So I happily replied. And I quote treated, tweeted AOC and I said, sure. And what follows is a seven tweet thread, which if you will indulge, I'm going to walk you through. Sure. First, the Dem Party founded the KKK. Then, the Dem Party wrote Jim Crow laws. Then, the Dem Party filibustered the Civil Rights Act. Tweet number two. Today, the Dem Party filibusters school choice, trapping millions of black kids in failing schools. Today, the Dem Party pushes abolishing the police, which results in many more black lives murdered. Today, the Dem Party voted against my bill to stop D.C. from throwing 40% of black kids out of schools because of the vax mandate. Tweet number three. The Republican Party was founded to oppose slavery. Our first president, Republican president was Abraham Lincoln, who won the Civil War and ended slavery. It was Republicans who voted for the Civil Rights Act in a much higher percentage than racist Democrats. Tweet number four. Today, we produced the lowest African-American unemployment ever under the Trump economic boom. Today, we produced the lowest African-American poverty levels ever under the Trump economic boom. Tweet number five. Today, in 2017, I passed the largest expansion of federal school choice ever, making 529 plans cover K through 12, over the objection of every single Senate Democrat. Tweet number six. Also, just two years ago, the Democrat governor of Virginia had put the photo of a man dressed as a KKK Klansman on his personal yearbook page. And today, the sitting Democrat president, Joe Biden, gave in 2011 a flowery eulogy for an exalted cyclops of the KKK. And final tweet, tweet number seven. And to add all that, the Democrat Party aggressively supports open borders, which has led to the deaths and brutal assaults of thousands of Hispanics. And AOC somehow can't seem to find her white pantsuit to cry over their suffering. Senator, it's amazing how easy it is for the left to play the race card. And I love the fact that you had that Twitter thread with her. I also think this is going to clearly be part of the strategy for the Democratic Party going into this next election cycle. It seems to be the strategy that they're going to use no matter what on anybody that they see as a threat, a conservative that's up and coming. The fact that the NAACP has now done this, they've not put out a travel warning to places like New York City, San Francisco, Detroit, Chicago, 
my hometown of Memphis. They haven't put out travel warnings to any of these other top crime cities. They haven't done it in Baltimore, even in Washington, D.C., but they're doing it for an entire state of Florida because they don't like the guy who's the governor and they don't like he's about to announce he's running for president. So therefore, we're going to label him a racist. And sure enough, it worked because in a lot of the news stories in the last 24 hours, they're like, well, Ron DeSantis is going to announce he's running for president. Uh, And the NAACP has said it's not safe for African-Americans to go to Florida. Tiger Woods lives in Florida. I don't think he's going to be moving anytime soon. And vast numbers of African-Americans are moving to Florida because Florida has been an oasis of freedom, just like Texas, Texas and Florida. People are moving. They're voting with their feet. They're leaving Democrat states like New York, like California, like Illinois. They're fleeing in vast numbers and coming to states like Texas and Florida. And Democrats hate that. And and listen, as I said in my initial tweet, I, I really do respect the NAACP. What what they did in the 1950s and 60s, standing up against segregated schools, which coincidentally had been put in place 100% of the times by Democrat politicians, what they did litigating Brown versus Board of Education at the Supreme Court and, and ending segregation, that was historic. What they did fighting the civil rights movement, what they did in sit-ins, what they did at lunch counters, what they did in marches, what they did with Dr. King and nonviolent protests. There's a reason in my office in the Senate for over a decade, I've had a bust of Dr. King directly across from my desk. It was extraordinary. And it is sad to see the current leadership, who they're just Democrat partisans, they're not pretending to be concerned. If they actually cared about civil rights, the NAACP would join me in leading the fight for school choice, in leading the fight to say every African-American child in this country has a right to access quality education. And we're not going to accept politicians trapping our kids in failing schools. We're not going to accept African-American kids in schools where children aren't learning, where they don't have literacy, where they're dropping out of schools, where they're drug dealers in the hallways, where where Little girls are being violently assaulted in the bathrooms. They would have righteous indignation and rage, but they don't have any of that. Instead, they are simply partisans. And I got to say, AOC, her response to this, look, it typifies the response of many hyperpartisan Democrats that are suffused in ignorance, but also supremely sure that the corporate media will never report on what they're saying. So I actually think when she typed in, why don't you tell us, Ted, what happened to the parties after that, that it never occurred to her that I would accept her invitation. Now, I got to say, you and I are recording this late in the evening, Tuesday night. To date, AOC has not responded. She's quietly shut her mouth. This may be the first time in history AOC has failed to respond to something. We'll see if she rises to the occasion or not. She may do some sort of Cancun insult or something. That's the typical leftist like, oh, yeah, your mama. So so maybe that's coming. But she won't respond on the substance because she can't. And, and, And let me tell you something else, Ben. So there's some lefties on Twitter that are like, oh, your staff researched this and wrote this Twitter thread. Let me be clear. And you spent a lot of time with me. You know exactly where this thread came from. I read the idiotic tweet from AOC and I sat in the car. In fact, I delayed a meeting to sit there on my phone and type out each of these seven responses because I was so pissed at her dishonesty because 
The Democrat Party record on race is shameful, and they eagerly lie to the American people about it. Yeah, they do. And I, I, seeing you, by the way, I've witnessed you in the zone. And when there's something that catches you like this, it is don't talk to me until I'm done moment. Uh, and I'm glad that you owned it this way. And I, 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 I agree with you. I doubt she responds with anything substantive at all. If she does respond. Yeah, if she does respond, it'll be some sort of ad hominem attack that, that is just personal and nasty. And, and her legions of left-wing Twitter followers will all immediately coo, ooh, you got him by saying something nasty. But what she won't do is respond substantively. What she won't do is dispute the point. Look, the incumbent Democrat president gave a glowing eulogy of a self-declared exalted cyclops of the Ku Klux Klan. Now, the Democrats live in this bizarre fiction, which is they admit from 1860 to 1870 to 1880 to 1890 to 1900 to 1910 to 1920 to 1930 to 1940 to 1950 to 1960, their party were a bunch of bigoted racists who hated African-Americans, who founded the Klans, who engaged in lynching, who discriminated, who put in segregated schools and were horrible, vicious bigots. And they also admit from 1860 to 1870 to 1880 to 1890 to 1900 to 1910 to 1920 to 1930 to 1940 to 1950 to 1960, the Republican Party was founded to end slavery, was fighting for civil rights, was fighting against the Democrat bigots, and was the one leading those efforts for more than a century. Now, here's the weird Democrat fiction that all of these historically illiterate leftists insist on Twitter, they say, well, yeah, that's all true. But in 19, in the 1960s, the two parties magically switched places. And suddenly, all of these evil, vicious, bigoted Democrats became Republicans. And suddenly, by the way, so the way their narrative works, all of the noble Republicans who were fighting racism apparently decided to become the old racist Democrats, which is a really weird, like, how exactly does that work? You know, I just wish I was in the party of Bull Connor. I'd feel better about race <laughs> if yeah. Bull Connor and I were aligned. Like, what on earth? It's a bizarre idea. And by the way, virtually all of those Democrats stayed Democrats their whole lives. You didn't actually see the South shift to, to Republican until the 1980s or the 1990s or the 2000s. And it shifted really because the Democrat Party abandoned working class voters and abandoned cultural sanity. But none of that Democrats can't be bothered with it. They just assume there's a fairy godmother that came from Cinderella, waved her wand, and suddenly the bigoted Klan founding Democrats became noble Democrats. And if that's true, why did Joseph Robinette Biden praise and give a flowery eulogy to Robert Byrd? Robert Byrd was the Senate majority leader. He was a Democrat Senate, and he was a, quote, exalted Cyclops of the Ku Klux Klan. By the way, the Klan gives idiotic names to their idiotic, idiotic racist positions. But Robert Byrd got that. Because he was a recruiter for the Klan. He called up people and said, hey, I'm a bigoted Klan's member. Wouldn't you like to be one too? And he became a Democrat senator. Then he became the Senate majority leader for Democrats. And then Joe Biden stood up and said, the exalted Cyclops for the Klan, he was my mentor in the Senate. 
I'm sorry, AOC, you don't get to pretend that the history of bigotry in your party that extends to the current resident of the Oval Office has magically disappeared. Yeah, great point, Senator. Great point. I also want to talk about something else that's happened, and that is uh, I am so happy and encouraged to watch what's happened with Bud Light. And the sales have declined now. They're off about 25% year over year because people are standing up saying they've had enough. This is now turned into a Bud Light 2.0 situation at Target stores. And before we get into that story, I want to tell you about our friends at Patriot Mobile. We were talking uh, just a moment ago about standing up for what you believe in. And that is why I want you to know about Patriot Mobile. 99% of you listening have a cell phone. And for years, big mobile companies have been dumping millions of dollars into leftist causes. And we had to take it because there wasn't another option and you need a cell phone. Well, not anymore. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They offer dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks so you get the best possible service in your area without the woke propaganda pushed by leftists working hard to destroy this country. Now, when you switch to Patriot Mobile, you support free speech and religious freedom and the sanctity of life. The Second Amendment, our military, our veterans, our first responders. That is because every month when you pay your bill, they take a portion of that bill at no extra cost to you, and they give it back to these causes. So put your money where your values are and work with a company that values what we believe in, Patriot Mobile. 878-PATRIOT's the number. That's 878-PATRIOT or patriotmobile.com slash verdict. Use the promo code verdict, and you will also get the best deals of the day, plus free activation. Patriotmobile.com or 878-PATRIOT. Senator, you've been watching, and it's been very interesting to see, and it makes me happy to watch conservatives that are organizing to the point where Target has had to hold an emergency meeting over their LGBTQ plus merchandise for Pride Month. In some of their stores, they're even moving these displays from the front of the store to other areas of the store uh, because in some of their, quote, southern locations, because they're trying to avoid uh, the customer outrage that Bud Light, and as they described it, apparently, the Bud Light situation. Many Target locations across the country are featuring a massive area. I'm talking about real square footage of June Pride Month displays on an annual basis. They've gotten bigger and bigger, but this year they seem to have crossed a line that many mothers are saying no. This includes tuck-friendly bathing suits so young boys can look like girls and wear girls' bathing suits for, quote, transgendered people. And they are also having a line of, of gender-fluid outfits on top of the fact that they also brought in artists to design these children clothing items and different things for Pride Month. One of those designers, artists, is a well-known Satanist who says that Satan is actually the party of trans people. And he is proud to be working with Target and be and to be designing uh, many of these outfits for you to put your kids in them. Now, moms are standing up. I know this has to make you happy as well. Well, Ben, as I listen to you describe this, my first reaction is, oh, come on. This is a Babylon Bee story, right? This can't actually be real. Like, when you threw in the Satanist thing, I'm like, oh, nobody could be that ridiculous. Look, we saw Bud Light when they 
we discovered they had no idea who their customers were, and they frankly looked down on them and thought they were a bunch of ignorant oafs, and so they wanted instead to get some new, young, woke teenagers drinking Bud Light. That has backfired on them, I think, mightily. Now Target, listen, it would be nice if big corporations just stayed out of politics, just didn't engage, just if beer companies made beer and sold us beer. If Target made lots of inexpensive stuff that you need around the house and sold it to us. It would be nice if they didn't, if Disney wasn't preaching their woke agenda day in, day out. But at a minimum, is it too much to ask that they leave our kids alone? Look, when I saw what Target was doing, at first I was skeptical. I'm like, okay, fine. So if they've got some gay pride stuff that people who are gay or lesbian want to wear, okay, they're customers too. If they want to buy a rainbow shirt, okay, that's fine. But you know what? They're not marketing rainbow shirts to adults who choose or identify as, as gay. They're market, marketing it to children, little Children, they're literally selling onesies, onesies for babies that have queer pride flags and slogans covering them. Now, the last I checked, a baby doesn't know what the hell he or she is. And any parent that looks at their one-year-old and said, I've decided you're gay, that doesn't say anything about the baby. That says everything about the adult projecting that on that infant. And they're marketing these. I, look, I got to admit, you showed this to me. I'd never seen this before. You showed me the bathing suits, the, the tuck bathing suits. That, that's just weird. But I guess it would be one thing. Look, it frankly would be a, weir a weird thing if Target were selling tuck bathing suits for adults. I'd be a little skeptical of, okay, why is that? commanding shelf space instead of at some specialty store. But they're selling these, quote, tuck bathing suits for three-year-olds. Yeah. Three-year-olds, boys who apparently mommy and daddy have told them that, that their dingling is a bad thing and they need to hide it as a three-year-old. And I got to say, I look at this and my reaction is, leave our kids the hell alone. And, and then you throw in, Ben, that it's literally a guy who calls himself a Satanist who designed this. And let's be clear, you're not calling him a Satanist. I'm not calling him a Satanist. I don't know if this clown worships Satan or not. He's calling himself a Satanist. He says, yep, that's me. I worship the devil. Like, at some point, did anyone at Target say, hey, uh, maybe hiring the Satanists to design uh, queer clothing for three-year-olds and to encourage them to hide their genitalia and, and, and bind them back? Just look at this guy's actual words. He said on his own social media that clearly Target could have checked out if they, and, and they probably did. Quote, Satan loves you and respects who you are. LGBTQIA plus people are so often referred to as being a practice with Satan instead. That is who they hired to hide to, to design. 
for Gay Pride Month at Target. And it's not just there. And like you said, it's about the kids and leaving our kids the hell alone. You click, if you go to Target.com, and I, I think people need to see this for themselves because when you see it, you'll be outraged. Go to Target.com. People will believe it. Like no, this, yeah, when you, I yeah. first heard the story, I'm like, the, 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 that's nutty. Yeah. Go to Target.com slash Pride. And there's children's books for, for, I'm talking about like one-year-olds. One of them is Dotson. It's a, it's a book for young, young children. Not, not like six and eight year olds. Like we're talking like little, like a baby color, like flip hard book. Those hard pages, short book. Dotson, my journey to growing up transgender illustrations by, and then it has the name of the person. There's the net right next to that. Bye bye binary. It's a book. It's a board book. Now a board book is for young, young. We're talking about one year olds. Another board book, the pronouns book, and it shows a bunch of gay pride stuff in pronouns. So, so, uh, so Ben, Ben, I, I want to ask a serious question. I, I want to ask a serious question. The left, whether elected Democrats or lefties on Twitter, they lose their mind when anyone uses the word groomers, people that are grooming young children. What else is this if not grooming when you're talking about one and two and three-year-olds? Bingo. I, I, I don't even know how you d defend this or argue to the contrary. And I don't want them selling T-shirts for three-year-olds, a little boy saying, I want to get jiggy with a woman. Like, yeah. I don't want them selling fishnet stockings and, and stripper clothes to four-year-old girls. Like, you know, I, this reminds me of in Florida, the, the law they called the, the don't say gay law. And my reaction was always, it's not the don't say gay law. It's the don't say sex law. Yeah. Like with little kids, with three-year-olds, four-year-olds, five-year-olds, six-year-olds, I don't want the schools talking about gay sex. I don't want them talking about straight sex. I'd like them to teach reading, writing, and arithmetic and leave our kids alone. And my view is the same of Target. They ought to stay out of the sex business altogether. If they're selling kids swimsuits, they ought to have swimsuits with the Dallas Cowboys on them. They ought to have swimsuits with a mermaid on them or or a unicorn or or a transformer. But they shouldn't be trying to turn the kids into transformers. Just let kids be kids. And And, you know, what's infuriating is some senior official or multiple senior executives at Target signed off on this campaign and thought it was a good idea to sexualize our children. Yeah, I tell everybody that's listening right now, go look at it for yourself, target.com slash pride, and you, you'll you understand how much uh, of an important issue. They've gone all in on this. Uh, if you click on the book section for the children's books, for example, just to put it in perspective, there are 51 pages of propaganda books, hardcore books, pushing your children beyond the gender binary, hard book for kids, bye-bye binary, the pronoun book, uh, mama and mommy and me in the middle. I mean, the, the list goes on and on uh, of how they're trying to indoctrinate. Look at it. And I will say this to, to all the moms out there that are really exposing target Thank you for doing it. I just say that personally. Watching people stand up for their kids is amazing. I think a lot of people were inspired during COVID to start standing up for their kids in a different way. Uh, and, and, and I think it's a, that may be the best part of this story is mothers and fathers and grandparents and grandmothers are paying attention now like never before after what we found out what they were teaching our kids in our schools. And this is another example of the success we have as conservatives when we stick 
together. Ben, Ben, let me ask one more question. You know, one thing I noticed about all the press stories on this is it says that Target is reconsidering this in their southern stores. Now, I got to say, I find that amazing. I, I certainly believe that, that parents in Texas and, and Florida and other store, places in the South are unhappy about this. But is it really the case that parents in New York are happy about this? That, that in the Midwest, that, that in Nebraska, they think it's a good idea for Target to be sexualizing our kids? If they're just addressing this in the South, I find it hard to believe that that in in many states, but maybe in San Francisco, maybe in the most aggressively left wing places in the country, but in most of the country, I think parents don't want sex of any kind, straight or gay, being thrust upon their kids, and 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 it's remarkable that Target thinks it's only the ignorant rube Southerners, in their view that care about this. Yeah, it's pandering. And that's why we've got to keep it up no matter where you live, like you said, all over the country, because it's just an emergency meeting that we were described for Southern states. And to be clear, they're just moving the merchandise from the front of the store where it was prime shopping location back into the sections where the stuff, uh, you know, would normally go like the children's section, the adult section of clothing, instead of having this massive amount of square footage, they're doing at the front of the store. This is pandering. Don't be hoodwinked by this. Don't think that they're doing you a favor. The stuff is still in their stores. And that goes back to the buying issue. You look at Bud Light. Bud Light sales are down almost 25% year over year right now. And that's because people said, hey, I'm not buying it. And I'm not going to come back anytime soon. All right. Let me tell you real quick about my our friends at Augusta Precious Metals. Uh, if you've been looking at what's been going on in the economy, then I want you uh, to think about this. How stressful has it been for you? Has it been stressful because you're stressed out about your retirement account, your 401k, your IRA? Maybe you lost some money and you know there's no time to make up those losses. Well, this is exactly the right time for you to take a look at gold. And our friends at Augusta Precious Metals, they are here to help you use gold to protect your hard-earned dollars. That's the big deal with a gold IRA. Augusta Precious Metals actually will sit down with you one-on-one, talk to you about your retirement talk to you about your savings. And this is the other reason why they have got such great reviews. If you have not looked at Augusta Precious Metals, look at them. If you want to protect your money, talk to them. Talk to them about protecting your IRA or your 401k. Go online to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Reach out to them, get started with gold, and don't let the bank failures get you down Not only will you get the free guide to gold, but you'll also get a free gold coin if you open up that account. 877, the number four, gold IRA. Get your free coin and get great information. 877, the number four, gold IRA. 877, the number four, gold IRA. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. 
Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Lastly, Senator, there was a big victory uh, that took place this week. You were instrumental in it. A lot of people may not know about this, so I want you to give a little bit of the background. There are a lot of car manufacturers that were going to get rid of AM radios. AM radio uh, is something that a lot of people rely on in emergencies. Uh, AM radio and the signal of AM uh, is very different than FM, and when there's outages and cell phones go down, whether it be in, in tornadoes or, or natural disasters or a terrorism attack, heaven forbid, or hurricanes, AM radio has the ability to reach people with the crank AM radios that you can have that you don't even need power for. Uh, they were looking at taking these out of cars, uh, and it looks like now we've had a victory where at least one manufacturer is saying, hey, we now understand the, 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 the this safety side of things. We're going to keep them in our automobiles. Tell people a little bit more about that. Well, that's exactly right. There were multiple big car manufacturers that were talking about taking AM radio out of cars. And there are lots of downsides of that. Number one, as you noted, is the downside of emergencies in a hurricane, in in a tornado, in a time of emergency. Uh, You often have FM stations going down, and much of our emergency broadcast system is designed to go out over AM radio, so it would place people unable to hear the essential communications during an emergency. But, Ben, I also think more broadly than that, I think there's a reason that big car companies were open to taking down AM radio, which is AM radio is where a lot of talk radio is found. And talk radio is overwhelmingly conservative. And let's be clear, big business doesn't like things that are overwhelmingly conservative. If the only source of your news is watching CNN or MSNBC or even the big networks, your news is going to skew hard left. Talk radio, and and whether it was Rush Limbaugh or Sean Hannity or Mark Levin or Ben Ferguson, uh, goes out and has an enormous impact over AM radio. I think that was a major reason why you were seeing multiple car companies move in that direction. And the consequence, an awful lot of people listen to talk radio when they're driving to work or they're driving home. And so removing AM radio means that people wouldn't do it. By the way, this also impacts farms and ranches, rural and agricultural listeners, where there are a lot of places where you're out in the country where AM radio stations can be the only choices you have to hear hear what's going on on ag matters or, or music or, or talk or news. And so what I did, I, I joined with Ed Markey. Ed Markey is a liberal Democrat from Massachusetts, maybe one of, if not the most liberal senator in the entire U.S. Senate. And Ed Markey and I together introduced legislation that would mandate 
that car manufacturers include AM radio on their cars, that they not remove the ability of customers to listen to AM radio. Because in my view, as I said, it was an effort at censorship to silence conservative voices. Well, I got to say, number one, for Ed Markey and me to introduce a bill together in the world of Washington is a pretty shocking thing because, look, Marky and I agree on very, very little. And and the most conservative member of the Senate, along with one of the, if not the most liberal member of the Senate joining together, I, I think that kind of freaked a lot of observers out in Washington. It may have made them think it was a sign of the apocalypse. <laughs> and what happened yesterday was a big deal. The CEO of Ford Motor Company, and Ford was one of the companies that said they were going to pull AM radio. The CEO of Ford Motor Company sent out uh, a tweet, and I will read it to you. After speaking with policy leaders about the importance of AM broadcast radio as a part of the emergency alert system, we've decided to include it on all 2024 Ford and Lincoln Motor Company vehicles. For any owners of Ford electric vehicles without AM broadcast capability, we'll offer a software update. So that is a terrific victory. And, and look, I hope with Ford making this decision, the other car makers will follow suit because that ensures that 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 customers have choices. And, and I actually view this very similar to the fight uh, we had earlier this year where DirecTV had deplatformed Newsmax. And I engaged vigorously to press DirecTV to put Newsmax back on air because I think customers deserve the right to choose to watch Newsmax if they want. I know a lot of Texans enjoy watching Newsmax. I enjoy watching Newsmax. And when you have giant corporations deciding we're only going to allow left of center news to be consumed, that's a real problem. I viewed the, 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 the removal of AM radio from cars in a similar light. And, and so we have a lot to celebrate. Ford is a huge seller of cars. So congratulations to Ford on doing the right thing. Your customers appreciate it. And I, and I think it'll be rewarded in the marketplace. Yeah, I you know, and I I'm one of those obviously I do a radio show on AM and have my virtually my entire life since I was started at twelve. But for me, yes, I was terrified of the aspect of the censorship that you just mentioned. But if you know anything about AM radio, it it, it saves lives when there are natural disasters, and and that for me far it, it was was part of the shock I think of this plan as so many of these car makers were really just lockstep one after another. Yeah, we're not going to offer AM. We're not going to offer AM. We're not going to offer AM anymore. And it, it, by the way, it costs nothing just to put, just so people understand AM radio technology in cars is, I mean, we're talking pennies uh, to put it in. If you're already putting in all the other FM technology, et cetera. And, and that's where it was like, okay, not only do they seem to not understand the, the, the safety aspect of this, but is it about censorship? Uh, and that's why it, I, I'm so glad you guys got together to do this. I have to ask you, how did this alliance between the two of you happen? Uh, and, and what was his mindset about this going in? Well, look, and I'll say the boycott on AM radio started with electric vehicle manufacturers who, who argued that that the electric vehicle technology interfered with the AM radio uh, antenna and the signal and it caused interference. Now, Technologically, on an electric vehicle, it's relatively simple to solve. My understanding is with, with a quite inexpensive shield, 
you don't have the interference. But they didn't want to add the shield, and so they were removing AM radio. And when it was limited to a couple of electric vehicle uh, manufacturers or models, it, it was still a pretty small presence in, in, in the marketplace. What had happened now is that more and more big manufacturers were extending this more broadly, and we were facing a very real scenario where a significant percentage of new vehicles sold would not have AM radio at all, and that would be a real problem from an emergency response perspective and a real problem from a censorship perspective. So I'll tell you, Markey reached out to me. I'm, I'm the ranking member on the Senate Commerce Committee, and, and Ed is on the Senate Commerce Committee. Um, I, I don't know what his motivation was, uh, but I look, for many Democrats, they are in favor of all sorts of mandates, and so they're often willing to mandate that, it, that a uh, manufacturer provide all sorts of things. As a general matter, I'm pretty skeptical of mandates, uh, and so... On many things, we don't see eye to eye. But in this instance, the emergency response factor persuaded me and the viewpoint discrimination targeting talk radio, uh, in particular, that moved me significantly. I don't want to see important voices in free speech silenced. And I think pulling to, pulling AM radio out of, out of automobiles would have done that. And so I agreed to sign on. And the two of us rolled it out together, and, and I think the fact of our legislation played a pivotal role in forcing Ford to change its policy, and I hope that other car manufacturers will follow suit. One other thing that is really cool about the history of AM radio, the first station in history to be programmed for African-American programming is still on AM radio only in my hometown of Memphis, Tennessee, WDIA. Uh, and the uh, many uh, African-American radio stations in America uh, also came together over the last several weeks as well to demand that AM stay because it's part of history. It's a part of, of their business. They have invested in this in these radio stations and bought them. Uh, and it was really nice to see so many different people come together. Let me lastly remind you about our good friends at Chalk. If you're a guy and you deal with a, a real issue that many men deal with, and that's well, feeling like you've lost your strength and vitality and that weakness and complacency have set in. You're not alone. Uh, there's a lot of men in America, actually around the world, where the and men's testosterone levels have actually fallen off a cliff historically to an all-time low. That's where the Patriot at Chalk come in. They're here to help real American men take back your right to get back that strength and vitality. Now, I've been telling you about Chalk now for several months. I take the male vitality stack every day. It works, and it can help you boost your testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. So if, if, if you identify with the idea of, hey, I've gotten older, I feel a little bit of weakness and complacency, check out Chalk. Manufactured right here in the U.S., Chalk Natural Herbal Supplements are clinically proven to have game-changing effects on your energy, your focus, your mood, Go to chalk, chalk.com. That's chalk, chalk.com. Use the promo code Ben for 35% off any chalk subscription for life. Again, promo code Ben, 35% off. Senator, uh, lastly, I just got to ask you one other question. Uh, and that is, are you watching the NBA finals? Did you, uh, do you, have you picked a team at the end of this or have you totally checked out? Um, look, to be honest, once uh, once the Rockets are out of it, uh, 
I tend not to follow it terribly closely. My my rule on sports is is that I root for any Texas team against any non-Texas team. But I'm a diehard Rockets fan. And and listen, this past season was not a good Rockets season. Now it's a rebuilding season. They have a bunch of young players and and I think they have have great talent. But at the end of the day, the Rockets aren't in it, the Spurs aren't in it, the Mavericks aren't in it, so I haven't watched it close. I've watched a couple of the games. Um, I do think the NBA was really, really hoping for a Lakers-Celtics matchup. Yes, they were. the basketball gods decided that was not the, not what was going to happen. Uh, you know, I'll probably watch some of the finals, and I'll, and I'll, I'll enjoy it, but, but without the Rockets in it, I'm not following it closely. I, Let me I tell, tell you, you though. I got to tell you, I loved watching the Nuggets sweep the Lakers, Senator. That was I was hoping you were going to go there at the beginning of your response because watching the Lakers, uh, I'm just not a fan of the Lakers, get swept by the Nuggets was a blast to watch. I uh, Listen, LeBron James, my last re-election campaign, he endorsed against me. He showed up in Texas wearing a Beto O'Rourke hat. And, and so I have to admit... Um, no part of me is weeping that LeBron is going to be watching the finals <laughs> on TV. Um, you know, that's, um, uh, you know, karma, karma has a, a wonderful, uh, sense of humor. I love um, it. I will say this uh, on, uh, on a light note that I think you'll like. So I've spent the last three days, as you know, in New York city, I've been doing fundraising, uh, meetings and also doing a bunch of media interviews, uh, for the past several days. and. I was having lunch in in a nice New York restaurant yesterday, and as I was walking through the restaurant, the bartender stopped me, and he said, Ted, I love the podcast. I listen to it three days a week, and he said, today's podcast, so this was Monday, he said was awesome. I listened to it this morning already. His name was Salvatore, and I was having dinner with a gentleman, a friend of mine, uh, who is older, who was asking me, what exactly is a podcast? Like, like who <laughs> listens to it? I don't understand. Explain this to me. And so I asked Salvatore, I said, Salvatore, can I ask you something? Will you come with me to my table? And I introduced Salvatore to my friend I was having dinner, and I said, w- would you just tell my friend what you said? And, 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 and he tells him it. And, and my friend says, so, so are you from Texas? Did, 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 are you? And I'm laughing, but no, he's the bartender here in Manhattan That's who listens awesome. to verdict three days a week. That's that awesome. happens every day as I travel across Texas and travel across the country. So I want to say to our verdict listeners, you guys are awesome. And Salvatore, if you're listening and listening to the end, you rock and I appreciate you. There you go. I love it. Don't forget, download this podcast. We do it Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. And if there's big breaking news, we even throw in special pods in between. Make sure you hit that share uh, button and share this on social media. And uh, we will see you back here in a couple of days. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest Toothpaste, Secret Deodorant, Old Spice Deodorant, or Gillette Razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.